What is essential? If you were to take a moment and think about the things in your life, the things you own, the people around you, what would make the cut? What are the things that you just can't imagine living without? Is it the nicer things in life? A brand new house on lakefront property? A boat? Season's tickets to the Braves? Maybe it's the things that make your life a little easier, like an iPhone or a computer. I think we can all agree that in today's busy, fast-paced world, these things are very important. But are they essential? And what about the relationships in your lives? What could be as precious as a child or as loving as a mother? Who can look at you the way that your fiancé does? What do you think? What is essential? Well, when we get down to it, we all define the word essential differently. Because what may be important to me, maybe it's important to you. So what is essential? In our gospel reading for today, Jesus shows us that what he has to offer is something that is truly essential, and it's for everyone. You see, the crowd had thought they had it all figured out. They thought they knew what the essentials were. Their last meal, well, it was one they wouldn't soon forget. It had been served by Jesus to more than 5,000 people. They had seen Jesus take the five loaves of bread and the two small fish, and they had seen him make so much out of so little. And maybe we can cut the crowd some slack. Because for the people in Jesus' day, bread was essential. Bread was something you just couldn't do without. Grains comprised a large chunk of everyone's diet back then. And so it would be unthinkable to imagine not waking up, getting to work to make the bread, to put food on the table. It's just how things were. And the crowd had put two and two together. They had seen what Jesus could do, and they thought, maybe if we follow this guy around, the essentials will be covered. We'll be taken care of. So it's no wonder the crowd was following Jesus that day. It's no wonder they wanted to make him their bread king. Can you relate to this hungry crowd? Now, when I was a growing teenager, I was always, always hungry. It seems that no matter how long my mom had spent making the meal, as soon as the dishes were cleared, I was bound to utter those fateful words, I'm still hungry. And just as a growing teenager gets hungry again and again, we do too. We get hungry and not just for food. You see, we, we crave meaning and purpose in life. And so we, we fill ourselves up with compliments, achievements, and possessions. But they don't keep us full. Not forever. And that's why Jesus offers us something that will last 
forever. He loves you dearly, and he wants to help you. He wants to keep you full. And so he meets the crowd where they're at. He understands that they're hungry. He understands that bread is important to them. So that's exactly what he calls himself. He said, I am the living bread. I am the bread of life who comes down from heaven. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. He presented himself as something so essential to their daily lives, something they couldn't dream of living without. But Jesus is bread unlike any other. You see, the bread that people were used to, well, it cost them something. They had to work hard. It cost them sweat and money, but not the bread Jesus was talking about. No, this bread didn't require hard work. It didn't come at a cost. All they needed to do was believe. Only they didn't. The crowd heard the offer. They had seen what Jesus could do. It sounded wonderful. A bread that would last forever, that would keep them satisfied. Their only problem was with who Jesus said he was. Because they thought they knew already. They had grown up alongside him. Isn't this Joseph's boy? He's the carpenter. That's Mary's son. How can he say things like this? What does he mean, I am the bread that came down from heaven? But Jesus gets right to the point. Stop your grumbling, he says. Don't you see that you're chasing after things that can't keep you full? Not forever? I alone can offer you that sustenance that your souls are craving. Now, if you take a step back, do you see yourself among the crowd? Sometimes we get busy looking for bread. It could be the friend group that you've always relied on for wise advice. Maybe it's that trip that you've been planning overseas for months. Is it that job that you've been sinking yourself into just to pay the bills? These things seem to offer us happiness and fulfillment. But in the long run, they only give appearance because they don't last. And sometimes they even look essential to us. Sometimes the things of this world smell so sweet and they look downright delicious. And the devil knows that. He knows the power of persuasion when we're on an empty stomach. It's what he did in the garden with Adam and Eve. He pointed out the features of the fruit. Doesn't it look tasty, he said? Go ahead, take a bite. <laughs> you won't regret it. But he knew as soon as they would eat of the fruit, how empty they would feel. They wouldn't feel fulfilled. It would only taste bitter to them. And just as they fell for it, don't we fall for it too? Our reading from Proverbs tells us that it's wise to eat a balanced meal. It's not wise to eat things that won't preserve you. It's not wise to stake everything on something that won't save you. 
It's like choosing last year's leftovers instead of this year's Thanksgiving meal. But that's what the devil is good at. He can make the non-essential look so essential to us. And sometimes people don't intentionally make the wrong choice. Sometimes people just don't know. The Apostle Paul told us in his letter to the Corinthians that the world doesn't understand Jesus' message. Without the Spirit working faith in their hearts, it doesn't make sense. It's foolishness to them. And even for us, to whom the Holy Spirit has revealed these things and created faith in our hearts, sometimes we just get distracted. Sometimes we chase after bread. But Jesus wants us to have no doubt that his bread is superior. His sustenance is superior. And so for the people that day, he painted a picture around a person they know well. He pointed to the people's hero, Moses. Now Moses was this legendary leader who led the children of Israel, God's people, in the desert for years and years. And Moses fed them and he fed them with bread that came right out of heaven. Now Jesus, if if someone has bread worth talking about, it's Moses, right? There's no way what you're offering is better than that. But Jesus points out one small detail. Your ancestors, they ate manna in the wilderness, but they died. You see, physical things can't save you. The bread of this life, it won't save your soul. That's why what I have to offer is superior. Jesus is bread that is better. He is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. And not even Moses can make an offer like that. That's why Jesus is essential. He is the sustenance to keep our souls fed as we live from day to day. He is the balm that heals us when we accidentally bite into other things that only end up biting us back. He is here in the word every week and he offers us words of comfort and he builds us up. He is in the bread and wine where he offers us that forgiveness that our souls are so hungry for. Jesus is the only way to salvation and he's not just an ingredient. He is the whole recipe And he won't turn anyone away. Just as Jesus didn't turn the crowd away that day, he pointed them to something better. He saw that they were looking for daily bread, and he showed them eternal bread instead. He showed them the way to eternal life. He said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And this bread is my flesh which I give for the life of the world. And that offer still stands. Jesus will not turn anyone away. He will not turn you away. And he can make that offer all because of what he did. Jesus did not turn away from the task ahead of him. He didn't turn away from becoming a man, a human like us, where he would experience pain and hunger for himself. He didn't turn away even when he saw the cross right at the end of his path. 
he kept going for you. And he obeyed God's demands perfectly for you. And the Holy Spirit helps us to understand these things. The Holy Spirit has created faith in our hearts to accept what Jesus has done and to trust it. He alone gives us the appetite for Jesus. And why does God do all these things for us? It's because God considers you essential. He looks at you and he sees someone that he just can't do without. That's why he sent his son for you. That's why he sends his spirit for you. It doesn't matter what you've been chasing or choosing. He loves you dearly. And what does it mean that Jesus is your bread? Well, he keeps you. He sustains you from day to day. He promises eternal life. You don't need to do anything because everything's already been done for you. Jesus' invitation is like being invited to a banquet where everything is already prepared. Do you know the feeling? That feeling when you're at a restaurant, paging through the menu, and the waiter suddenly appears. Only you have no idea what you're going to eat. It can be an uncomfortable situation. But in that moment, it's not a bad idea to ask because he knows the menu. He knows what's best. Dear friends, in this way, look to Jesus. Trust in him and what he's done. He knows what's best. And he's made the recommendation. Bread. Bread unlike other. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.